Hello, welcome to In the Kitchen with Brett Thorne, a podcast by Restaurant Hospitality. I'm your host, Senior Food and Beverage Editor, Brett Thorne. For this episode, I spoke with Akash Kapoor, the founder and CEO of Curry Up Now, an Indian restaurant that started as a food truck in the San Francisco Bay Area and has now grown to 14 units with more locations to come. I spoke with Kapoor about his inspiration behind the restaurant and how it continues to evolve. And now, Akash Kapoor. Uh, so tell me, you, you guys are based in the Bay Area, right? Correct. Uh, and tell me, tell me all about Curry Up Now. I've written about you guys a little bit, your, your uh, tandoori chicken sandwich and, and various other items. But, but tell me where, where the idea for Curry Up came and, and how you got it going. You know, we started on a food truck in, um, in 2009. Um, a friend of mine earlier that year, uh, you know, sent us an email saying, hey, I have a friend who, uh, who's doing Korean food on a, on, a, on a truck in Southern California and doing very well at it, and we should try Indian food. And kind of that's how the idea incubated. And then, you know, that summer, same people were over, and we just kind of made the food that day, came up with the name. Just meant to, it was, it felt like it was meant to be. And so, you know, two weeks ago, we bought a truck. Didn't think a lot about it, just started to kind of, you know, when things, when things fall in place, they fall in place. And it just felt right, as I said. So, uh, happened very quickly. And um, what, what did you start serving out of this truck? Because there's you know, a lot of Indian food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we're still serving, um, you know, the, the things that we started with, which is a burrito. Uh, we did tacos. I mean, we still do tacos, quesadillas, which we call quesadillics. Um, we had, uh, um, you know, and, and later on a few more items came on. But then we, you know, we always did um, street food. And, and the way we've kind of branded the uh, the whole brand is curry of now Indian street food. So it's, we, you know, we obviously serve Indian street food, which street food is huge in India. Uh, but also we want to serve Indian food on the streets, right? So, which is where kind of the burritos and the, and the rest of the items come from. And, and so, you know, it has to be very, you know, it, it, there has to be food that's easy to eat. And traditionally, you know, curries or saucy foods are, don't fall in that category. Um, and, and I felt that the burrito would be perfect uh, to also, you know, kind of showcase our food. The rice absorbs, you know, some of the, uh, some of the stuff that we put in there so it's it was a you know it was a it was a good marriage and instead of doing a traditional roti we went or naan we went with a tortilla um, just because it you know i felt like it wrapped very well um so it, you know it just that's kind of the thought process of the food and so your idea wasn't we're going to serve authentic indian street food it was we're going to have delicious indian flavors but you know, use Mexican terms and wrap it actually in 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 more of a Mexican American style of package, right? You know, so so the food's very authentic. So that's there's a couple of things that were very kind of it's very close to me. One is authentic. You've got to be very authentic on taste and flavor, right? You don't want to mess with that. Uh, and then the word that we hate at Curry Up now that I detest actually is fusion. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, we're not fusing any food. We're we're definitely not trying to create, you know, two different flavors which confuse people. It's very Indian. 
uh, yet the way we serve it may not be. Uh, and that's part of our menu. The rest of our menu has a traditional aspect to it as well. And, and how many locations are you up to now? Uh, we have 14 locations now uh, around the country. And we still, you know, we still operate our food trucks. So th these are not recipes that I think are immediately uh, easy to execute for people, or f maybe for anybody, but certainly not for people who were raised with Indian food. So, so how much of the food preparation do you guys do for your franchisees and for your different units, and how much is done in the restaurants? You know, we actually almost do all of it um, at the corporate level. Um, so you have like a commissary that... Does yeah. It? So, you know, traditionally in an Indian restaurant, you know, from, from the hierarchy of it, you need a head chef or an executive chef, a tandoor chef, a curry chef, a fry chef, things like that, right? Um, but uh, what we did was we're like, okay, we're not going to do this. We, we, we actually can't even make, you know, we can't stew potatoes and, and tomatoes and onions on a food truck anyway. It's, you know, limited. Right very small kitchen, so how do we do this? We, we're not gonna be able to do a tandoor. Um, we're not gonna be making kebabs and things like that. So, you know, very early on, we, uh, after the first month or so cooking in the backyard <laughs> or in my house or, or uh, in a small commercial kitchen, we looked at, you know, uh, and, and we started doing it, is we, we started cooking in a tilt skillet very early because you know, volume was high and demand was high, um, and then you know we've uh, we've been uh, we've been co-packing our sauces. We have six master sauces, some chutneys, um, and then you know the the more handmade products like a samosa um, or a alu bolde, which we use for one of our uh, actually our number one selling street food item. Sorry, um, what what did actually, you say? An alu what? Alu, alu bolde, which is used in a bada pao which is kind of a, a veggie slider uh, from, from Bombay, from Mumbai. Uh, so the, uh, the, why did you decide to launch the LIFOs during the pandemic? Did you, did you kind of see a need from your customers to, to nurture themselves in a, in a less indulgent way? No, so we had a light menu. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, and it was really a. It was an afterthought. It was terrible, actually. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, when 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 you're when when sections of your menu don't do well, your your back of house staff is not used to making a lot of it. They even make it worse than they you know they get an order and like oh my god, what, why do we get a light, you know a light menu item because we don't even know how to make it, right right. Um, so that was one reason I wanted to get rid of it. Like this is ridiculous. And then so we looked at when the pandemic began. I I went into kind of. You know, obviously the shock and awe of the first couple of weeks, right? right. You're like, what the heck has happened? We opened three restaurants the week of Feb 20th to 28th of last oh. year. <laughs> um, so you can, you can just imagine the high and then boom, you know, it's... it's right. It, it, and we, everybody was on in the whole restaurant industry and the whole world was on their knees, right? Right. Um, and we were just, we were shattered. So it took me a week to get out. I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. We're going to figure it out. And, and uh, I went back to the drawing board, literally looked at every single menu item. I became one with my brand and one with my food again. We, we, we became, I became very intimate. You know, you forget things, right? You forget why you started. You forget why, you know, 10 years into it, 
um, you become, you know, quote unquote, very big. Um, and we're not big, but in your head, you become big. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was a very humbling moment. I went back and, and I'm like, all right, let's look at every single menu item. Let's see how we can make this better. This is the best time to do this. Sales are low. Um, we're, we're just going to go and make our food better. And that's what we did. Uh, we, we're going to make our food better, uh, better for people, better for, better for, for the universe, uh, better for everything. And, and, and that's when I, something hit me and I'm like, you know what, let's come up with these lifestyle bowls because, um, and I'm not the best eater, but you know, you want to eat to trend. A lot of people eat to trend, right? Keto is trend. Yep. Um, and, and don't, don't, no disrespect to keto eaters. I think it's a great, you know, great way to eat, but, uh, it's, it became trendy in the last couple of years. Um, and, uh, that was, you know, I like to be ahead of trend, but in this case I was not, um, it, it just, I don't know what it was. It was just, again, while I was doing all this kind of re-menu engineering and looking at all these menu items, I'm like, why we have this stuff on the menu that we can then put as light menu. So we came up with, with that. And now we're actually coming up with even another menu section, which is going to be sub 500 calories. Um, and let's see how we can, you know, we're, we're not ready to launch it, but, you know, we're talking about it. We're playing with it. We're counting, you know, we're doing the numbers and, I think I think there's a way to do it for us. Yeah. So the numbers is it figuring out how to get uh, a satisfying meal that comes in at under 500 calories? Yeah, I mean you don't want you know the one thing that I hate, um, and and this is personally is you know when I order when I'm when I'm with my we just got back from Hawaii, you know we were in Hawaii for two weeks okay. and it's it's uh, you know you don't want to run short of food on the table. So when I go to a you know, a, a dinner party, I get stressed out when I'm like served a portion. Like, what if I want another portion? Like, right. I, I want, you know, I, I'm a family style kind of guy, right? I want to, and this came from my family. This is how I was brought up. Uh, and same thing with our food is I don't want any guests to feel like, hey, we pay 10 bucks or 12 bucks or 15 bucks or seven bucks, whatever that, you know, whatever that, that, that price point is obviously seven or eight bucks, you're getting an appetizer, right? People know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're paying 10, 12, 14, 15 bucks, you better get that person full. And maybe even a, a little bit of a leftover going on, right? So that's what I want. Uh, but how do you do that with 500 calories? How do you do that with, I mean, you're not doing it with rice. So, you know, like our life bowls have cauliflower rice. We, we, we went cauliflower rice a couple of years, like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, before it was, you know, it was very well known. Now, obviously, everybody's doing it, right? Um, and that's absolutely, you know, that's empty calories, right? So that helps. Um, but is it yummy? Is it crunchy? No, it's really not, right? <laughs> I, I eat cauliflower rice a lot, but, you know, will your guests eat it? A lot of our guests do, right? But, but yeah. so those are things you have to think of. And it's not rice. It's just not rice. And rice is delicious. And right. cauliflower nothing, rice is... Nothing. Yeah, brown rice is not rice in my <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. And, and there's something magical about rice that, that no matter how similar rice to cauliflower looks like rice, it's not rice. It, it'll never be rice. Right. Were there other adjustments you made to some of the menu items? You know, as in terms of subtle changes to, to flavors and colors yeah. uh, and the viscosity of the food and, and the way the food looks, absolutely, yes, we did. Um, we also came up with, uh, you know, I wanted to temper the food. I'm a big believer in tempering. Uh, one, I love the word. Uh, two, the flavors and the, and the, the aroma 
you know, when in 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 Indian households, when you when when the tempering kind of you can smell it, and people just you know, it's it's a call to action to come to the dinner table. So tempering is when you're you're heating the spices and stuff, right? You know, right at the end. So for dal, which is lentils, will you know some homes will will temper with cumin, some will do it with coriander, some will do it with both. Um, or a lot of chilies go, go into the tempering. So it's kind of or mustard seeds or curry leaves. Uh, that smell that that is just it it's it turns you on, right? And so so, so it's like I, the finishing spice that you put on top. Like yeah, garam masala. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and, and I was brought up in a household that dislikes garam masala. Um, and, and so I don't like it. So we don't <laughs> have a lot of it. Now. Well, and garam masala so, can contain a whole bunch of different things, right? It kind of depends yeah, on yeah. the cook. And so we do, we do a tempering for, for, let's say, tikka masala, for a tikka masala sauce. We do it with, uh, with butter uh, and with, uh, 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 sorry, with fenugreek. Mm. Um, so kind of Greek leaves, which is methi, which is just a great flavor. For our buttered chicken, we actually do it with ghee uh, and with fenugreek. And then for our other, uh, other like for our sock paneer, we'll do it with, with butter as well. Um, just a little, a little flavoring on top. It just takes it up a, a couple of notches, right? And that's what you want. You want that freshness and you want that, that smell in the restaurant as well, you know, when they're making it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another, you know, that's one thing that we came up with that we didn't have earlier. Uh, and you look at it and you're like, that's so stupid. Why didn't we do this for the last 10 years, right? Took a pandemic to, to do that. So just, just in the, at the end of the cooking process, you add either some butter or some ghee and then a spice. And fenugreek's a great one because it kind of smells like maple, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so nice. It's yeah. so nice. It's got that bitterness, but it doesn't taste bitter. You know, it's, just, it's a nice, you know, and it, it looks nice in an orange kind of, you know, like the tikka or the butter sauce, it looks nice, uh, but it has a purpose. So we don't we don't garnish with, let's say, cream or or half an hour or something. We we because there has to be a purpose. Everything has to be, a, and garnish has to be edible. Um, so that's why we do it the way we do. And it smells good, and yeah. and and probably adds a certain feeling of freshness as it comes in front of you that you get this this newly created aroma that was added in the tempering. Exactly. Well, that was a great change that you made, it sounds like. Yeah, I think that was one. And then, you know, we, we as we started to spread outside the Bay Area, our food's always been kind of medium to spice. You know, it, and you know that's it's another misconception. People always say Indian food's spicy. Now, what is spice? Spice is not just a red chili or a green chili or, or a dried green chili or whatever that is, right? Spice is fenugreek or spice is coriander or cumin or, or, or mustard seeds. Or right, it doesn't that. have to burn your mouth. Every, everything is spice, right? I mean, that's what spice means. And then you look at uh, why is Indian food spicy? Like it doesn't have to be. Our home food is never spicy. Restaurant food, it, it, it's not, you know, you can make it spicy. Yes, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And not every Indian dish can be spicy. So we make at home you know, even tonight, I think we're eating uh, aloo gobi, which is potatoes and cauliflower, and, mm-hmm. and there's going to be green chili in it, but it's just, it's not chopped. It's just going to, we, we cut the belly of the green chili, and you know, whatever falls out of it, it's just a little flavor, right? Um, it's, and, and it bothers me when people say, oh, Indian food's very spicy. Yes, it can be. So that's what we looked at. We're like, okay, 
we're now opening locations in Salt Lake City, and and maybe the the palette's not as spice friendly as 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 the Bay Area. Uh, and when we first came out, our food was spicier, and since then we've kind of started to, you know, we're 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 national now. Not, I mean, national meaning five or six states. Um, how do you? Yeah, but you coast keep, to coast. Yeah, how do you keep it where everybody likes it? And you can go up in spice. You know, we have a. Some of our dishes we offer a, a spicier version. Some of it we don't. We just give you a hot sauce that we make in house. Um, but uh, you know that was the other kind of you know how how do we how do we make sure that the food doesn't lose its character and yet uh, you know is is appealing to to every to every guest and and unfortunately you cannot make food that 100% of the public likes. Uh, you know it just doesn't work like that. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of In the Kitchen with Brett Thorne. This episode was written and recorded by Brett Thorne and was produced by me, Holly Petrie. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. 